You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Greetings, beloved, in the name, the strong and matchless name of King Jesus. Welcome to another episode, another edition of Doctrine and Duty. Brian Ray here. Hope you're having a great week. Um, no matter when you're tuned in here, we do this podcast to launch on Thursday. So happy Thursday to you if you're with us on Thursday. And whatever other day of the week it is, if you're not, then welcome on that day as well. But it is good uh, to have you tuned in uh, with me this morning or this afternoon or this evening or middle of the night or whenever. And as you may recall, unless this is your first time to jump in, uh, this is the Say What uh, series where we look at uh, some common or somewhat common expressions, phraseology, sentences, um, declarations that Christians make that have no business uh, being made. So say what? He said that? Are you kidding me? Stop. Don't ever say that ever, ever again. How bad doctrine negatively shapes our conversations. Hey, Christian, why in the world would you say that? Common statements believers make that they never should. We've covered um, some already. I think this is our fifth installment. So uh, the quote that I have for you today, um, that though you will hear it from me today and though you'll learn about it today, uh, please take time today, schedule an opportunity to uh, hit the delete button from your vocabulary and from your brain so that you never say this again. Are you ready? It's easier to ask forgiveness than to get permission. So when did that start? Um, as close to modern as we can get, it was popularized in 1982 by uh, a senior adult uh, lady named Admiral Grace Hopper, who was obviously in the military. Um, prior to that, it was popularized in 1966 by David Hernandez. Prior to that, it was popularized in 1846 by Agnes Strickland. There is some silence on the matter, um, but uh, it seems that there are a couple of options. Option number one, as far as the origin, would be St. Benedict around 500 A.D. If St. Benedict is actually the uh, author, the originator of this statement, then uh, his sainthood should be taken away. Um, just kidding, not really. Uh, the other option is that it was written uh, at some point in time, in history by anonymous so we're not sure we're not sure if st benedict got it from somewhere else or if he is the original source um so we're not sure exactly where it came from but it has certainly been i mean we just looked at 1800s and 1900s it has been popularized it's been kind of revived resuscitated brought back numerous times in the history of our uh country culture world uh some other versions it's easier to apologize than to get permission Hmm. Uh, another version is it is better to act decisively and apologize for it later than to seek approval and risk delay, objection, and or rejection. So this is a concept, and you know you can get most of this information online um, through the old interweb, Google search, or whatever, uh, or just searching the web. I should not have done a sponsor alert because I have no sponsors. However, I welcome sponsors if as long as they're paying in cash. Okay, let's. I digress. Though this concept, sentence, uh, mindset, phraseology has been adopted by many in our culture, 
it is something that should is it something that should be thought said used biblically or um in church um is it or is it not that is the question so here's the deal the answer is unequivocally no of course you already knew the answer to that because the whole point of the series is is about things that you should not shall not say right so uh, there you have it. No, you should not use this phrase or any version of it. And I will give you at least 10 or 11 or 12 reasons here in a few moments. But first, and I guess this is sort of a reason, this is maybe the foundational reason. Um, the idea, the doctrine, the concept of forgiveness is extremely weighty. So many people's lives have been destroyed due to a lack of granting forgiveness or being granted forgiveness. Both the offended and the offendor have suffered because just not being able to let things go. So forgiveness is huge. Forgiveness is weighty. You say, well, how huge, how weighty is it? Great question. Glad you asked. Sermon on the Mount, the Lord's model prayer concludes. Matthew 6, 14-15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. The idea is that if you are a believer, though you may struggle forgiving someone for an offense, you will get there. Uh, because, you, because you're trying to get there, right? Uh, this verse speaks to those people who not only are not trying to get there, but they're refusing to get there. And the idea behind that is that if you have truly experienced forgiveness in Christ, in other words, if you have been converted, if you've been saved, then you know that Jesus died on the cross in, in your place for your sins. For everything that you did not deserve to be forgiven for, Jesus forgave you. No questions asked, no strings attached. He forgave you unconditionally, and He forgave you eternally. If... Our Lord can grant that on that scale, then who are we to refuse to grant it on a much smaller scale, whether it be one sin or one offense or a few or even many? So there's just great weight about forgiveness. You know, when you don't forgive, there's bitterness uh, that could lead to hatred and can lead to... Um, I mean, terrible things, even even murder. I mean, crazy stuff has happened because people aren't willing to forgive or let things go. And Jesus gives us a like a spiritual reality check here by basically saying, "Hey, if you're someone who complain who who you know attests to being a Christian, but you refuse to forgive someone, then you've really not experienced forgiveness. And if you haven't experienced forgiveness, that means you haven't been saved." So, very strong words from Christ. Luke chapter six. Uh, Luke is the third gospel in the New Testament. Luke also wrote the book of Acts, which some people say is Luke part two. Uh, but Luke is a gospel. Acts is a historical or narrative genre. Uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Are you ready for this? Here we go. Judge not. Hey, that's the, that's the, the most quoted verse of Scripture by people who don't know Scripture. Judge not. Leave me alone. Get out of my face. I'll do what I want to do. Judge not. Well, that's not the focus here. That's another day. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, 
and you will be forgiven. What powerful words. There is um, uh, another phrase, sentence on my list that I'm going to hit later on, probably probably toward the end of this study, and that is, I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. Uh, harsh, terrible, godless, satanic words right there. Um, I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. Well, obviously, if you have a memory at all, you can't forget, ultimately, I mean, you know, the experience that happened. But this, I'll forgive you, but I won't forget, means I'm going to hold this over you, and I'm going to hold this against you until the day that one of us dies. Never going to let it go. That's a huge problem, all right? Uh, So, yeah, Luke 6, 37. Um, and, and the New Testament is just filled with this. Also, the Old Testament, there's some Psalms and Proverbs that, that give us some good words uh, on forgiveness. A lot of times there, especially in Psalms, they're related to repentance, which is uh, what we should be doing. Uh, in Ephesians 4, 31, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Huge, huge passage about our forgiveness uh, by from Christ and then how that should affect our ability to forgive others. Um, Colossians 3.13 is a good one. James 5.16. And then the one that everyone needs to have memorized is 1 John 1, 1.9. If, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, uh, here here are the reasons why you should never say it. Here's the, the comments you know that argue against this quote, things that I found in my research and want to share with you. By the way, um, when when we think about the concept of um, you know, it's easier to ask forgiveness than asking permission or get permission. Just remember, this is not when lives are at stake. This is just everyday normal interactions. Obviously, if you know if if lives are at stake and you have to like protect innocent human life, then obviously all bets are off at that moment. But I mean, really, is that really going to happen to you? Maybe, maybe once, maybe never. Uh, so you're okay if if that happens, but it's probably not going to be. So for the most part, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, here's some principles. Number one. You should always ask permission first. If there is a situation um, that is that serious that you feel that you have to kind of go around somebody and go behind their back, uh, you should always just ask permission. It's okay to be told no. Uh, Number two, permission skipping is deceptive. Uh, You're being deceitful. Uh, Again, you're trying to do something behind someone's back. Number three, permission skipping creates distrust. Uh, The person says, you know... This is awful. You should never do this. I don't trust you. Okay. Or best case scenario, you know, I'm kind of glad you did this. I mean, the result is good, but you know what? I still can't trust you. So permission skipping creates distrust. Uh, Permission skipping devalues the other person. It's like, I don't trust you enough to ask permission, or I don't like you enough, or, you know, I'm smarter than you. I know more than you. Um, My desires outweigh your desires. So there's a, a huge and gross devaluing of the other person. Uh, permission skipping is willful and premeditated. It's not like you accidentally do this sort of thing. I mean, you have to sit, think, contemplate, and then choose to do it. Uh, next, permission skipping is withholding the truth. Yep, that goes along with deceit, distrust. You're not telling the whole story. Uh, you're not telling any of the story until after the fact. Uh, number seven, permission skipping is the easy way out. Yeah, but not really. It's actually the harmful way out. 
Uh, next, it's easier to ask permission than mend a broken relationship. Boom! What a bomb, right? It is easier to ask permission. That's kind of going backwards from what the statement, uh, from how the statement reads. It's easier to ask permission than mend a broken relationship. If you've had a broken relationship, whether you're the recipient or the cause of it, that's hard to mend, right? So it's easier just to ask permission in the beginning. Uh, next, it's easier to build trust than it is to earn the lost trust of the one you deceived. Oh my gracious, that's like boom, boom. That's like a double bomb, right? Uh, next, the statement itself implies that you are glad you did it. Oh my. So asking forgiveness later is belittling and disingenuous. I mean, the whole thing is you did what you wanted to do, and then you're going to ask forgiveness later. That's totally belittling to the other person and disingenuous. Uh, next, quite frankly, it just sounds expedient. It sounds political. It sounds like something that a, a political candidate would say or a government institution would say. Uh, so, no, stay away from it. Don't do it. Okay, so uh, forgive and be forgiven. And whatever you do, please strike from your vocabulary any and all references that resemble this. It's easier to apologize than to get permission. It's easier to ask forgiveness than to get permission. All right? Hey, love you guys. God bless you. Have a super day. Take care. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.